Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Keeping It Real with Camera. As we say, what? I have Ace on the line. Hey, Ace, how are you? Wait, I love that. 100? You said 100? I love that. I'm doing, I'm doing good now. That's a great way to start off. I love it. Excellent. Awesome. So tell people where you're from and a fun fact about yourself. Okay, so you know, just because uh, I know that you are from a couple of places where I'm from, I have to have to kind of go back. Now, I was born, we were living in the Bushwick Projects when it was nice. <laughs> I was born in uh, Elmhurst. I was born in Elmhurst when we were living out there. But then uh, uh, when I was four years old, my grandfather, uh, he came up to New York and he said, hey, actually, he called me, uh, my middle name is N. Zondi. Like a letter N Z O N D I N Zondi, and but he okay. couldn't call me. He, he didn't know how to pronounce that. He called me Rodney. So he said, Rodney, I'm taking you fishing. And uh, just like every story you've seen, when a kid is in the car, we didn't get to the fishing till about 18 something hours later, because he drove me from New York <laughs> to Jacksonville, Florida. And I remember, I was four or five years old. I remember kept saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? So every time I hear that, I really, you know, internalize that. It's so funny. So I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida, kind of off and on. I was there and then I'll go back to New York, just really just for the summers until I graduated high school. And uh, uh-huh. I spent, and, and, and then I spent some time in Orlando. So what, what, you know, so yeah. All right, all right, all right. So, <laughs> so you know a fun fact that no one knows about you, like, Oh, what that no think? one knows about me. Yeah, that like something that I can know that everybody ha. like I wouldn't be the first to know. So what what you what you do? What tell me some things that you, you got going on. Uh okay, so no one probably knows this. Um so my last novel, which is called Owari Mosaic, it takes place in uh Ghana, Africa, in an alternate world, alternate universe. So, and uh, it won the Brown Stoker, which is, I still can't believe it. Like just being voted by the peers and literary as being the best in the field of, in that, in that, in that genre. I can't believe that. But so what not too many people know is uh, I work as a stand-in and as a stand-in, I get to meet kind of quite a few people. And one of the A-list black actors that I've met and worked with over the years read the pilot script for a TV series based on my book, Awari Mosaic, it's called The Secret Lives of Feeney, F-E-E-N-I, and he wants to play the main character, Feeney's father, and not only that, um, without even telling you who she is, a very hot uh, director who's doing really, really hot stuff right now, I mean, if, in, in, in the hood, we say she's popping, so she's doing really, really well right now. Um, I'm in talks with her to direct it and she's also sending me an executive director uh, my way who uh, I can't even say what he's done because you know you don't want to do that kind of stuff but he's done a, right. a tremendous amount of work in the sci-fi world sci-fi horror world so I'm really really excited at the possibilities maybe nothing could happen from it but just this kind of you know uh, launching of you know, uh, of, of, of news and, and to the project of my book just is, is very exciting. So no one knows about the director. No one knows that this incredible 
Hollywood super executive producer is interested in it, who's also a writer. No one knows that. Well, no, I do. <laughs> maybe some other people now. <laughs> right, exactly. People are listening. So there you go. They, they, they know now. So that's awesome. That's super yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, so you. when you start writing like the fantasy, the horror stuff, uh, mm-hmm. what made you write in that genre? Like what, this, what like mm-hmm. were you always loving fantasy and stuff like that? Yeah, I, okay. So that's two questions. Two questions. I know it is. Yes. Two questions in one. Right, so we're going to so, split it up. All right, so I've always loved fantasy. I've always loved horror. Uh, I think I kind of got it through my father. My father, Chris Asimandisi Hall, because you call me Ace, Ace Anthony Hall. Ace is really short for Asimandisi. So my father, Chris Asimandisi Hall, actually created the first black superhero. His name is Little Zine. And mm-hmm. uh, 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 not, not created, but it was published. He published the first black superhero, published by, I forget what, Puntu Designs? I forget who published it. Back in 1966. Oh, I'm sorry, 63, which is three years before Black Panther, which came out in 66. So he drew comic books. He also used to draw Mighty Mouse. He used to work for Terry Tools, and he drew Mighty Mouse. And I guess through him, I've always loved superheroes. I've been buying superhero comic books, you know, mostly Spider-Man, since I was seven, eight years old. And I still have some of them in great condition. I have like 3,000-something worth of comic uh, 3,000 something comic books and uh and I've always loved horror from King Kong to Creature from the Black Lagoon to Godzilla I've always been into that stuff so I love it how did I how did I get into start how did I start writing yeah how did you start yeah I think at first I started writing little comic books you know corny little you know when I was eight nine ten years old little little zine comic books but one year in sixth grade in Miss Penland's class at George Washington Carver and on uh, it was street that's on Sutel. Well, anyway, George Washington Carver in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. in sixth grade. Um, we had to write stories and tell them. And I told my first story, and the whole class was falling down laughing. And that's when I knew I was a storyteller. Not a awesome. comedian like you. I'm not a comedian like you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand up and make people laugh like you. But that was my first time, 12 years old, in sixth grade. And I knew that I was a storyteller and that, that pretty much started it. And then playing the game, I played a lot of, man, I played maybe too much uh, Resident Evil back in 95. I must've been like, I don't know, 21, 25 years old, something like that. In 95, and I played a lot of Resident Evil. And so that kind of really got me into just, you know, the writing of horror and, 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 uh, and science fiction and fantasy. Oh, that's awesome. So um, tell everybody about your book, the name of it and, and all about it. Like what, like little, don't tell them everything because you want them to be able to read it, right? Okay, yeah. So, so what, just tell them little snippets of it. So what's funny, uh, just last week I did uh, LA Talk Radio and I loved it, but they had just, they just read my, my the book that came out in 2019 that won the Bram Stoker. They read the Owari Mosaic book. I really wanted to talk about the book that was coming out in September, which is in a few months. And that mm-hmm. one is called Lipstick Asylum. Lipstick Ooh. Asylum. Okay. You like that? You like that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Can I get a Honey, so, <laughs> <laughs> so talk to talk to us. Okay, talk to us about that, and okay. um, let us know what that's all about, and then talk to us about the other book that you have out right now. Okay, so um, 
Okay, so it's it's basically, I guess I was uh, influenced by, I know I was influenced by Laura K. Hamilton, her Anita Blake character. I was influenced. Um, shout out to my homeboy, Sticky Fingers. What's up, baby from Onyx? He played the TV version of Blade. What up, what up, what up, Sticky? And Fredro, what's good, baby? And uh, so I guess I was influenced by them when I wrote this. So she, basically, the character's name is Cozy. Uh, Cozy Coleman, Cozy Coleman, and she tells you right off bat, you know, I, I've heard all the uh, porn jokes you can tell me, so I don't want to hear no more porn jokes about my name, you know. <laughs> and so Cozy Coleman is a necromancer, and she raises the dead for a living. She has her own little company. She's a teenager. She's 17, 18 years old, uh, with her friends, and they have a company called Scream Teens, and they raise the dead for police investigations uh you know when they need to 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 have the zombie say who killed you um they raise the dead for corporations who need that 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 last will you know signed they don't know uh you know where the company's designated to and sometimes they raise the dead for people to just say their last goodbyes and uh and then once that happens and the zombie pretty much deteriorates back to you know uh, a shambling mess they uh, burn it and scatter the ashes over over the ocean. So basically, they're they're booked as the the uh, the entertainment for a zombie cruise. So they're on a zombie cruise when oh, wow. all heck breaks loose. And uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but that's right. Um, don't don't give it away. Yeah, I don't want to give it away, but let's just say that uh, Cozy's life really begins when she dies oh wow yeah oh that look i'm over here thinking right i'm like hmm what happens if, when she's dies? she must become a zombie <laughs> i'm just don't say nothing i'm just i'm just speaking out loud it's a lot it of a twists and turns it's a lot of twists and turns i'm telling you and uh and and and, and also this is this is in the same universe as the book that came out in 2019 wire mosaic so it's in the same universe so you know now i'm really when everyone's into the dc universe the arrow universe excuse me the marvel universe and the yeah stephen king, the stephen king universe yes you know, i'm a stephen king fan woo! yes like, uh, listen let me tell you so i you know i want all of these characters to kind of be in the same universe um alternate world same universe so i'm really delving with that and this character uh is is this book is the prequel for the next book that i'm writing now that i should be finished with in, in by the next month so uh i'm very excited about it oh you should be you're doing amazing you know and that is awesome but i'm a stephen king's fan i'm trying to Woo! tell you and i'm an iron man's fan okay hello, hello iron man. i love him i'm a spot big spider-man <laughs> fan so you know i, I, I mean <laughs> It could be the worst film in the world. I still love it. You know, I just right? love Spider-Man. I just love Spider-Man. Hey. Um, right. But, uh, okay, so listen, listen, listen. Did yeah. you see The Stand? The Stand? No. Yeah, the, the new one. I wanted no. to ask you which one did you like better. I can't get Molly Ringwall out of my head. You know, she just played that character so well with the first Stand series. I can't get her out of my head. But uh, they did some <laughs> different things with the new Stand that was pretty interesting. But uh, oh. man, I just love Molly Ringwald. You know, I just I can't get her out of my head. I just loved her, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from the first series. You know. But, oh uh, wow. Yeah. So I'll, you um, 
So you sure. also you also write short short stories, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you have one called was it Raising Mary Frankenstein or something like that? Oh, Is it, how do you know about that? So tell me, like, like what's going on with 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 uh, the Raising Mary, like Frankenstein, like she becomes Frankenstein or something? Or tell us about that. Okay, so that was, a, okay, I went through a period where I said I wanted to learn how to, I wanted to, not learn, but I wanted to write some short stories. First, let me tell you that anyone out there, anyone out there who's a writer and writing and you get two or three rejections, you know, I always say no means not yet. Like no dash T yet, not yet. Oh, wow. You gotta, you gotta just keep plugging away because... I was on a mission. I get kind of like, I don't know, uh, I get really uh, obsessive about things. And and so I wanted to publish, you know, my short stories. I had several, like a, a lot of different short stories. And I submitted to about seven, I, I submitted to exactly seven publishers every single day, which took a little bit of time, but every single day I made sure it was seven for about six months. You know how many rejections I got? I got 582 rejections. So if you're getting four or five rejections, keep plugging away. It could mean, you know, it could really mean, uh, you know, your stuff. It could mean that they've already uh, signed. They just signed a story similar to yours. It could mean that, you know, that, you know, uh, or maybe your stuff is just not polished yet. Like I said, no means not yet. But out of that 582 rejections, I got 18 yeses, 18 acceptances. So. In that month and a half, I published 18 songs, uh, 18 stories, and some of them were the same, you know, republished the same right. thing, but it's 18 different publications. If you speak to a lot of people who write, 18 is a heck of a lot, you know, um, in, in that time period. And so, you know, but I went through 582. So one of those short stories was voted uh, as it was voted, uh, or it was, uh, what do you call it when it's, it doesn't It was win. nominated 2016. Yes, yes, 2016. nominated in 2016 for the Predators and Editors as, as the best horror story, short story of the year in 2016-17. And that was Raising Mary Frankenstein. So basically, uh, again, the same kind of universe where a young lady can raise the dead. And uh, she hired someone to raise her aunt who she found out or her uh, I'm sorry her her relative who she found out was Mary Mary Shelley from Frankenstein uh-huh. so for her birthday and it was a little girl who was dying it was like a dying like a make a wish her dying wish she wanted to meet you know uh her her uh you know her her ancestor who you know who created Frankenstein and so it's just it's just a really beautiful story about what happens and uh you know uh I guess uh, a lot of people liked it because they, you know, was nominated for best short story. That's right. That's what I'm saying. A lot of people <laughs> liked it. It was nominated for 2016. Hello, snap, snap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you was a director of education for New York yep. City schools. Yeah. Yes. And I was. so, how do you make that transition to do what you're doing now? It's you know that's you know that. Uh, it's a really easy answer. Uh, a lot of times in this life, we do what we don't really want to do, but what we have to do. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's called living, living life. You know, you got to pay bills. And so I actually started teaching 
because my grandmother who died at 102 years old she had taught for about 44 years and she said I would be a great teacher and kind of nudged me into that direction so all that time I wanted to be some kind of entertainer rock star singing rock music you know I was doing <laughs> hip-hop beats I was doing all kind of different things everything you know uh like like my father used to say jack of all trades master of none and so I finally started I started out substitute teaching one of my cousins hooked me up and I started doing that do you know before before I knew it I was the only substitute teacher in Hempstead High School in the history of Hempstead High School that did a few things number one I was the only one that was the uh advisor for the National Honor Society they didn't let substitute teachers do that I was an advisor for the National Honor Society wow and uh for, for those kids at, the, at, at that school I also was the only one who created, I put my own money into it and created a professional newspaper that year. They said it was one of the best newspapers they had seen. I mean, it, was, it wasn't like a little newsletter. It was an actual newspaper with sports in it. It's right when the WNBA started. So after doing those kind of things, uh, I, I, I went for an opportunity to, to get my certification and teach. So I taught it at IS-231. And uh, and soon as I started teaching, I, maybe a couple of weeks later, you know, I became a director of the after school program, the after school suspension program. And, uh, and I did that and I went to California. I was director, of, uh, associate director of education with the Civil Learning Center. And it was great money, nearly, mm-hmm. six, nearly six figures, but I hated it. Right. I hated it I'm because it, I wasn't doing what I, I was put on this earth to do, which was tell stories. And I didn't, you know what? I didn't even know how to tell stories. I just knew I wanted to tell stories. So I quit. <laughs> I quit. I'm I done. Quit. Yeah, I finally quit. And uh, I went to uh, a, a lot of different workshops and I joined a lot of different organizations. And I just really put, got my hands dirty and volunteered and started writing and started meeting people. And I started, I had a few mentors that helped me along the way. And uh, that's how I started writing. I started writing it exactly in 2008. That's when I started writing novels in 2008. Oh, awesome. You know, sometimes yep. people stay in jobs. They have other passions, but they stay in jobs because they, they need the money, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and you're unhappy. Every day you go to work, you're like, oh, God. Someone wants to speak to you. Good morning. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and I feel like some people, you know, you have to do what you love to do. You know, I understand that sometimes you have to make sacrifices and, you know and, what? I and, had, and be happy, you know? Yeah, I had a friend that kicked me in the butt, you know. Uh, I uh, So I was doing a lot of different odd jobs. I was working at uh, CityWalk, B.B. King's as a promoter. I mean, I made terrible money. One night, one night I made, you know, like I made like four grand in one night and that was like for the whole month, you know. And <laughs> I make no money. Right, oh, days, You know, and uh, I made terrible money. But I met a lot of entertainers there. And one of my, uh, we became really, really good friends. Her name, if you remember the group Loose Ends, Slow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Jane Eugene, who's the lead singer for Loose Ends, was like my homie. She's my homie now, that's my homie. And uh, she told me, Ace, I could tell you're sad. You're just sad. You got a void in your life. You know that you want to, you know, you, you need to go after this this this, this music thing. Because I was doing music at the time. You want to. You have to go after your passion. You got to be creative. And uh, she helped me. That's when I quit the job. She helped me quit the job. And really, oh, decided, wow. you know, really decided to start writing and go after it 100%. So thank you, Jane Eugene. Love you, girl. Thank you. 
Oh, you're so sweet. Look at you. Oh, that's I awesome. The, I hate when people call me sweet. I'm not sweet. I'm hard. I'm hard. I'm not sweet. <laughs> No, thank you. That, that is awesome, though, for to have someone, you know, like her to to push you along the way and say that. And she see your, you know, that you were sad. You was like, this is not for you. And she knew in her heart, like, you need to find your, your joy, you yeah. know. Yeah. And that, that was awesome. Yeah. And so um, why if OK, if you can talk to your younger self and give your younger self advice, what would it be? Ooh. Listen, okay, I've told almost every single one of my students this when I was teaching all over the years. And uh, I didn't I didn't follow the advice until after I stopped teaching. And basically, it's, uh, you know, if I would have known what I know, what I know now, uh, mm-hmm. right out of college in 1990, and I had a degree, I had a BFA, fine arts, with a major in screenwriting and never wrote a script, <laughs> never. To this day, not really. And I would have, I would have started writing novels, and I would have stayed with it. I really believe if you stay with something anywhere from seven to twelve years, and I mean when I say stay with it, I mean take classes, organize classes, you know, really organize classes, workshops, mm-hmm. you know, right. really get your feet dirty. You study it, you know, you really involve your whole life with it. For seven to twelve years, I believe you will be an expert in that field. And seven to twelve years seems like a long time, but God, dog, it took me about uh, I think let me see, so 2008, and then so yeah, that was 11 years from 2008 to 2019 when I won the award. You know, so you know, and now I'm so happy that I stuck with it. But had I started doing that since 1990, I would have had you know maybe 20 books out by now and all kinds of things out by now. So I would have told my early my my younger self right that's where you have the magic boy you're not no rock star forget that you know you're not a rock star forget it you don't have the magic you got the magic and storytelling right and stick with it that's what i would have told myself awesome so when you get up in the morning and before you do anything what's your reason why you get up what's your why why do you get up and do what you do Woo! you ask some good questions girl all right (laughs) um i mean you know what I've been doing this, I guess, wow, how long? I guess 2014. Yeah, so 2014, I had a reason why. And I get up usually around 5, 6 in the morning, and I go, boy, get your butt up. You got to write. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is um, I feel that in order to reach, you know, there's people out there. It's okay if you want to be average. That's cool, you know. I, you know, hey, a lot of people want to be average. They don't want all of the, you know, drama that comes with, you know, being at the top of management or that kind of thing. But, you know, I looked at people who had done extraordinary things in life, the Michael Jordans, the Michelangelo, to right. be a Michelangelo and paint the Sistine Chapel, all those hundreds and hundreds of hours, back breaking work, maybe I'm sure he had some helpers, but still it was him. Mm-hmm. You have to be obsessed to the point that you have to do it on a continual, a continual basis. You have to do it every single day. You guys just stick with it. You got to do it, do it, do it, do it. Way more than everyone else. When everyone else is like, "Hey, take a break," you know that kind of thing. That's why mm-hmm. they got to take a break job, you know. So right. that was my why. If you want to really 
make a difference in the field of writing if you really want to excel and be known as excellent you know and be different from all that's saturated in the field then you need to get up now right now i don't care if you're tired go get some coffee get some caffeine right and start writing and that that's my why because i want to be i want to add to the genre not just be a part of the genre i want to add to the genre of science fiction and horror that's an awesome why you know so um you want to not be a part of it you just want to make sure that you put your extra spice on it right yeah yes i'm right here you know look at me this is my writing and you want to be different from everybody else's writing so you can stand out more and they can see you it's just like being a highlighter here i go here i go here i go right yes yes i just watched i just watched black widow yesterday oh i love that movie stop playing i love it i love it man listen and so we got it on disney you know and uh just because we didn't want to go to the movie theater so it's paid to whatever it was 30 something dollars whatever on disney <laughs> and so uh um there was a there was a part in that movie that is in the book that i'm writing now and i'm like okay i gotta change that now i have to change right it. right because you know, i don't want people to say i like if i'm gonna make a chocolate chip cookie i don't want you to say oh this tastes just like chips ahoy no <laughs> You know, you want, want you want to stand out. You want yeah. to be something different, and everybody say like, mm, "This is good." So, what you put in this, right? right. Basically, yeah, right. That, so. that extra spice and that, yeah. and that's understandable. Everybody wants to stand out. You know, it's how you stand out. You know, and how you do things, and <laughs> that's, you that's know, so true. How you to stand make it out. different? <laughs> it's how you stand out because people can stand out. Now, trust Ooh. me, they can, but sometimes it's negative stand out. But yeah. they stand out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so what is your your next project? I'm scared to talk about it. Um, well, then don't talk about it. What, what no, we're gonna do is well, your next well, project. How we're gonna do it I, is we're gonna have you come back on, and then we can talk about it. Okay, I can talk about it, but I won't say like the title of it and that kind of stuff because it's so okay. dif- different. Um, so. Again, you know, I'm not a little long, long-winded, uh, but a, a couple of years. Uh, when did Black Panther come out? Uh, That's 2018. Uh, yeah, 2018. Yeah. So, so it probably made a billion-dollar mark, maybe six months after. I don't remember when. But anyway, either in 2018, 2019, whenever it made a billion dollars, um, uh, a friend of mine. <clears throat> who we both have fathers who were part of this uh this really historic group called ajazz a-j-a-s-s they uh-huh. were founding fathers of it who actually created the black is beautiful movement um so Sinke brath his father lambe brath who was actually depicted in the uh when they see us movie about the the uh the central park five or the uh what do you call them now the restored five not the restored five but the the, the exonerated five um, his father was depicted in that movie, Elami Brass. So, my his son Sinke and I, Sinke told me that uh, one of my my dad's publishers was looking for me, um, the one that helped him publish Little Zing, which was you know the first black superhero. So, mm-hmm. uh, I just looked him up on the internet and found his phone number. It was pretty easy. And when I called him, he said he called me Mandisi because my first name is Mandisi. He said Mandisi, 
oh my god do you know i was sitting here looking at my phone wondering how i could get in contact with you and you called me so right then that told me it was incredible so we talked for a while he said you know with the black panther being very so popular as it is now i think now is the time for you to reintroduce your father's character little zing people can appreciate him now so i've been working on how in the heck can i introduce a superhero which is stuff i don't write right now but still make it sci-fi horror so i'm the project i'm working i found a way to do it and Mm -hmm. so the next project that i have is still in the same universe and uh and uh it i'm introducing my father's character little zing it's just just you know in a whole different way of doing it but but still paying homage to my father that's what's up i love it i love it put your stuff on the back bam bam thank you (laughs) awesome that is awesome (laughs) yes your your dad will be so super happy you know So, I'm, changing, I'm, I'm changing a few things daddy but uh you know you, i think you still appreciate <laughs> it dad listen i'm changing a few things don't get mad at me just understand it's gonna go it's gonna pop real good so don't even worry about it dad I, you I know think so yeah awesome yeah, awesome you. you have been such a great 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 person to talk to on the phone you have so many stories and so many things going on and so many like you got to stay in contact with me because i got to see what's next you know what i'm Let's saying let's do it Let's do it. It's already done. It's already done. Oh, awesome, awesome. And I just I wish you the best of everything that you're doing. And um, you're not going anywhere because I have you right on my um uh I have your email and I have your phone number, so you won't go anywhere anyway. So you you're stuck. Okay, you're stuck. (laughs) Simple as that. If any so anybody wants to contact you, how can they contact you? Yeah, you know, um, so a lot, uh, uh, like a lot of writers um, who are not mainstream, you know, I, I, I do social networking. I try the best that I can at social networking, but I'm not like super, super, you know, into it, but I try right. the best that I can. So I do have, uh, you know, uh, actually my first publisher had me do I, I think I joined about 14 different social networking sites but now I only keep up with about three so that's Facebook <laughs> 14 to 3 okay <laughs> oh my gosh you know just so many so for you know so so for the people that are like my age you know I was born 4th of July just this past Sunday uh, uh, oh happy belated birthday happy birthday happy birthday I just turned I turned 55. I can't believe it. I think 55. Oh, wow. 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Go ahead, Derek. Okay, okay. I mean, so, um, so for those people who are my age, Facebook, for the younger people, I do have a uh, TikTok. I just haven't been on it in a long time. And I do have Instagram. I'm mostly on Instagram and Twitter. So, my Instagram and Facebook name of uh, a handle is my name Ace Antonio Hall, and in parentheses is my pseudonym for all my new books. In the letter N, as in Nancy Z O N D I N Z O N D I. So that's for for uh, Facebook and for Instagram and for my Twitter. Um, I I'm under my my pseudonym with the number three. So it's N Z O N D I the number three. N as in Nancy, Z, O, N as in Nancy, D as in David, I, the number three. 
So at Nzandi3 on Twitter. Hey, follow me, follow me, follow me. And, but definitely uh, I'll, follow I'll... Ace. Ace is amazing. He has a lot of great things going on. And if you like fantasy and horror, he's the one to to to, to follow. And I'm gonna follow you on Instagram as well because I'm an Instagram fan. I don't do no TikTok or nothing like that. I just I love Instagram for some reason. But that's my social media right there. So, um, so can I'm gonna I call definitely... you CL Smooth? All right, right. Smooth? <laughs> all right, so all right. When you go on my Instagram, check out this silly little series that I did called Kings of NoHo. Okay. One minute episodes. There are 12 episodes in all. I'm at my fifth episode. The last episode was kind of hot. You know, I got 20, 27,000 views. Awesome. So it's kind of, it's, it's just a side project. It's kind of, you know, it's cool. It's Look what cool. you do. Look what you do. I told you. <laughs> Look at you. Okay. You know how they say back in the day. Look at you. <laughs> you, you got it going hey, on. So if you grew up in Jacksonville, you know you know the word finna. I'm finna do this. <laughs> well, you know what? I didn't even grow up in Jacksonville. I just lived there. I moved okay, to Jacksonville. Um, I moved to Jacksonville, and then I just had to leave Jacksonville and come to Orlando. You know. So I I always do this last thing before you get rid of me. I do the flip. I do this flip. So tell me, how did you get into stand up, and how did you get into writing? Oh no, you did. And where can we see you if you're going to be doing some stand-up? Where can we see you? Oh, no, you did not. Okay. <laughs> no. No, but honestly, um, Ace, you know what? Um, I was doing, for some reason, when I was growing up, everybody said I was funny. And you know you funny with your friends and your family and all this good stuff, right? Yeah. And everybody was like, you're so funny. Ha, 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 ha. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then when I moved to Orlando... I wanted to get into comedy and I was like, let me just get into comedy since everybody think I'm so funny. Let me see what I can do, you know? And I did improving for, for a while. And then once I did improving, I was like, let me go to stand up, forget improving. I know I could do stand up, but when I first got on stage, I (laughs) like, I totally like, like it went left. It went all the way left. I was standing on stage. Little A's, I was standing on stage with like 300 people, and I'm sitting there looking at them like, What? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, What? I flopped really bad, and I was like, Oh my god, and I thought I was gonna quit, but then I was like, I'm not gonna quit, I'm gonna keep it going. And then I started making my own tour, you know, and so that's been fun. And I've been you made your own tour, yes, I started, and then when COVID came, then I had to shut it down. So now I got to get right back up and do it all over again. But, you know, I host, uh, I also host in um, in Orlando at a restaurant and I host and I open up doors for comedians and people that has talent to come in and show their talent. And so we open up the doors for people to come in and I host it and I joke and we have fun. It's a good vibe. Good, good everything. And- I love it. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. thank you. But I've been writing for a long time. I do, exo- you know, erotic s- stuff. I like romance, love, and all this good stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but Ooh. I could do comedy as well, too. I want to be in a comedy movie. That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's that's like the hottest thing. It, it, you know, when you get into that, man, listen, a lot of doors open up. Okay, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to open these doors up because I'm I really want to do you know something comedy. I love comedy. Who, I love to laugh a lot. I love to talk who, a lot. Who, who's your favorite? Like who who influenced you? Like who influenced you in comedy? 
Well, it's a it's give me a, old, give me someone old school, and then well, well, I'm gonna give you someone old school. Old school was Richard Pryor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I feel like sometimes I'm a, I'm a female Richard Pryor, but people say, "Girl, you just need <laughs> to be doing all that." You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, whatever. I could I could say what I want to say, but I love Richard Pryor. I love um, Bernie Mac. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. right. I love I love uh, Red Fox. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 and yeah. then, um, yeah, so I love those kind of characters. Well, wait, 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 no women, what about like Lucille Ball or somebody like that? Come on, now. Well, I wasn't a, Lu- a Lucille Ball fan, I love the way okay. she did things, you know what I'm okay. saying? But I wasn't like, you know, I'm more like a s'more fan, um, I don't know a Monique her. I don't know fan, her. Monique. I know, yeah, yeah, Monique, okay, okay. yeah, yeah and yeah. I, I like women like that, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I like. I like women that can get on stage and make everybody just ball out laughing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. comedian yeah. like Lucia Ball, she comedian like she was really good um, on TV. It's Lucy right, right. and stuff yeah. like that. But I love women that's on stage and can control the stage. Right, I got you. I you know, you. strong women that can do that. You know, yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. and I'm a Seinfeld fan as well. Listen, listen. <laughs> That to this day, I can't stop from every episode I see. I'm laughing hard. I watch other shows and say, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I laugh the hard, but every Steinfeld from the high talker to the low talker, right? To, you know, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Steinfeld fan. <laughs> I, lo- I love him to death, and I think that he, he he's just super awesome. You know, I love, I love George Lopez. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah, funny yeah. too, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like it's comedians like that, you know. Um, okay. um, yeah. So I love it, and uh, I'm gonna just keep writing, do what I do, and call it a day. You know. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I got you know. I'm all behind you. I'm I'm totally 100 supporting you. Well, I mean, so same same here. I mean, you got my number. I got yours, and there we go. Okay. It, it, I want to tell the it's, audience. It's, right. So I want to tell the audience. Thank you for listening. Um. Yeah, I know we over-talked or we talked too much. We just long-winded <laughs> people, that's all. But um, <laughs> I just want to say, Ace, thank you again for being up here with me. You've been great. And I am definitely want to bring you back so we can talk more. Um, so we can talk another two hours. And then that will be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it was too long. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I'm long-winded as well. But right. thank, thank you again. And... um. God bless you, okay? God bless you. Thanks for having me. I really had a good time. Thanks. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye.